The following is an exclusive presentation of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. It's time for BYU Women's Soccer, live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Deep cross, headed toward Craven in! A goal by Elise Blake, and the Cougars open up on top! This is Cougar Pre-Match Live. Coming up, we'll hear from head coach Jennifer Rockwood, and we'll get a look at today's starting lineups. Let's begin our coverage of BYU Women's Soccer and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Zaga University in Spokane, Washington, as the BYU Cougars take their conference championship quest to the Inland Empire. At the same time, looking to keep their perfect record against the Zags intact, BYU 11-0 all-time against Gonzaga. But this is arguably the best Gonzaga side ever assembled as former longtime BYU assistant Chris Watkins rebuilds this program as the Zags' third-year bench boss. I am your play-by-play commentator, Greg Rubel, and I'm joined once again by former BYU soccer all-conference standout, Elena Medeiros-Anderson. And uh, Elena, the Cougs can now clearly see the finish line. Only two games left in the regular season and the conference season. The WCC, uh, one of only three leagues without a conference tournament. So what you do in the regular season determines whether you'll have a postseason, and BYU certainly will play in the NCAA tournament. The only question now is whether the Cougs go in as conference champs. And this much we know. A win tonight and a win Saturday, and BYU will go into the NCAAs as the undefeated outright WCC champs. Yeah, only two games left. Tonight's the most important match of the season. And I was actually talking with Jen at lunch today, and she mentioned she can't believe how fast the season's gone. I'm right there with her. But there's a lot on the line for both teams tonight. For Gonzaga, it's senior night against the number four team in the nation and a chance to still be a contender for the WCC championship. Gonzaga's going to be playing with a lot of emotion tonight. However, I believe the Cougars are ready, and they're playing for even more tonight. This is one of their last couple games that they have to fine-tune their team in preparation for the tournament coming up. They're also playing for a WCC championship, another win to add to their resume, a high seed in the tournament. There's a lot on the line tonight for this team, but I believe they're ready. I'm excited to watch them play tonight. Me too. Coming up after the break, we'll hear what BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood has to say as she faces off against her longtime right-hand man for a third time. This is BYU women's soccer coverage live from Luger Field in Spokane, Washington on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pre-Match Live. It's time to get the scoop on today's match from head coach Jennifer Rockwood. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. We are coming your way from Luger Field in Spokane, getting you set for number four BYU at unranked Gonzaga. BYU looking to go 6-0 against the Zags here in Spokane, 12-0 against the Zags all time. Now, while BYU has enjoyed historical dominance over Gonzaga, things have changed since Chris Watkins took over the program almost three years ago. Of course, Chris spent uh, two decades at BYU as Jen Rockwood's longest tenured assistant coach before coming up to Spokane, and he has led the Zags to three straight double-digit win seasons. The Zags' next win will set a single-season school record for wins with 12. In our pre-match interview with BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood, brought to you by Zions Bank. For banking that helps you game and plan for life and tackle every financial challenge, Zions Bank is for you. Jen talks about what tonight's game means to her and her team on multiple levels. I think we just want to be here and play our best game of the year. I mean, we, we're not looking at uh, too far in advance. I mean, we all know this is an important game, but basically every game this year is is a bit important and um we're playing great soccer we were really challenged in our last game and the girls reacted well to it um really statistically played one of our best games in conference so far um and so i think we're certainly moving in the right direction and you know we recovered well and the energy is good and you know just looking to play uh looking forward to play another game in the moment how big did sj's overtime goal at san francisco feel to you 
Um, it was just awesome. You know, I just I just felt like we'd get it at some point. I wasn't, uh, you know, we were pretty loose on the sidelines thinking that it was going to come. And uh, uh, it was awesome. Esther had just gone in. She didn't even play in the second half. And and um, we just decided, hey, you know, she can play in the middle and maybe hold the ball for us a little bit and give us a chance. And, you know, it was a fantastic goal and, and fun to end that way. I thought we deserved to win. And But San Francisco was a challenge. And there'll be a similar challenge tonight with Gonzaga, they're going to come out with a ton of energy, and, um, a lot to prove. They've had a great season, um, and, and we have to come out now knowing how hard San Francisco came out. We've got to be ready for it. Now, I think that was a good lesson learned is uh, just be ready for that, uh, match it, and um, try and dictate the speed of play a little sooner than we did against San Francisco. Speaking of lessons learned, is SJ's goal one of those about being ready, staying ready, and you may not play for a stretch, mm-hmm. but you may be needed at a really crucial time. Yeah, absolutely, and we've talked about that all the time. You don't know when your time's going to come, and you know, SJ's mostly played in the second half. This was the first game she hadn't gone in, and so it was really impressive. You know, Lizzie had sat out that first overtime, and you know, we put them both in in that second overtime, and you know, talked to Lizzie about playing an early ball uh, that was dangerous, and we've talked in the last couple weeks about an organization and our runs and SJ was making she was the first one in she was making that near post run and uh, what a great finish and an exciting way to end a really good game and the build-up to the finish was almost like it was created in a drill somewhere it was it was clinical yeah and we've been doing a lot of that we've been doing a lot of pattern play we've been encouraging our players to combine in that attacking third and get to the half spaces inside the penalty inside the goal box and uh and send those dangerous balls across it's something we have been working on it was really fun to kind of see it all come together the most important part of the game when we really uh you know needed to find a way which is kind of the girls motto this whole year is, is finding a way to get things done for a program that you've historically handled, Gonzaga that is, 11-0 all time, this may be the best team they've had uh, since they've played soccer up here. Oh yeah, no question. Chris has done a fantastic job with this program and kind of bringing some life and energy and confidence into the players and into the program. And, uh, you know, I've watched several of their games. They played Santa Clara very well, just barely, you know, lost on a, on a three-minute goal. I thought they might get it. And, uh They've had great results. Uh, he's got them playing really well, and uh, I think we'll probably get their best game of the season. We're expecting that, and we're expected to play our best game of the year, and so let's go. Conceding three goals isn't usually good for a team, unless you score six, like mm-hmm. you did last time yeah. you were here. It was a 6-3 game against these guys. It was. I mean, this is always uh, traditionally, even before you know Chris came up, this has always traditionally been a tough a road game for us for whatever reasons, um, but we've always been able to find ways to win. Some have been pretty, some have not. Um, when we were here before, it was kind of a shootout, a uh, uh, back-and-forth crazy game. We didn't know, and even though we put six goals in, uh, we never re- really felt totally in control of the game. Um, you know, last year at home, we played them very well, and, and it was a comfortable win for us. So, But they're a better team. We're a better team. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the game. Uh, I think we're playing some great soccer right now, and we got a lot of different girls involved. Yesterday's RPI for you was 12, so essentially a top-10 RPI program. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stats that matter are all top 10, top 5, top 3. Uh, coaches have you top 5. One coach had you with a first-place vote this week. Mm-hmm. What more can you do in terms of making statements this year with this program? You know, we just have to take care of business. We have two games left. we got to play great soccer, get results, and then we see what happens. And uh, we're trying to not worry about things we don't have any control over. And, uh, you know, as coaches, we obviously look at those things and we see what our RPI is after certain games mm-hmm. and at the end of each night. And so we're looking at it, and we're really proud of what we've been able to accomplish and what these girls have been able to put together, their resume, their stats. You know, everything is 
from our, our staffing point, you can't ask for anything more from these girls. We just, we got to really buckle down and the most important part of the season's ahead of us and it starts tonight. 90 minutes tonight, 90 minutes on Saturday. You hope to get three points both nights and then you let, uh, and then you see what happens. But yeah. what's going to happen is, is going to be a postseason run of some kind of length. Mm-hmm. I mean, there has to be a natural excitement percolating right now about getting to that point. Uh, for sure. But like I said, we're trying not to, to look or worry about too much in the future and just focus. And I think this team has, has been good with that. We haven't really felt the pressure of being undefeated. Um, I don't I don't feel it. We haven't really talked about it. But just trying to prepare uh, like we have for each game. And I, I think there's definitely excitement and confidence in what can happen after the fact. But there's still two games that we got to take control of. And, um, you know, we're most likely we're in the tournament. And we want to do everything we can to, to try and play at home. Other than that, you really don't know what they're going to do with the regional matchups. Uh, right. Our region's tough, and you got Stanford and UCLA and USC and Washington, everybody playing so well. So it, you're going to, no matter who you play, it's going to be a tough game, and we just got to be ready for anything. Okay. Work to be done. It continues tonight against Gonzaga. Coach, good luck on this one. We'll talk to you post match. Awesome. Thank you. That is BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood. Break time when we come back to Spokane. Cougar pre-match live continues as we hear from senior defender Rachel Lyman. This is BYU women's soccer coverage on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to hear from the Cougars themselves as we head back to the broadcast booth for our pre-match interview. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again from Luger Field on the Gonzaga University campus in Spokane, Washington. Tonight, the fourth-ranked BYU Cougars visit Gonzaga with the Cougars looking to knock the Zags out of the conference title chase while taking one more step themselves toward a seventh WCC title in nine league seasons. Wow. I'm Greg Rubel. With me, former Cougar Elena former Cougar Elena Medeiros-Anderson, and it's uh, great to have you with us on the new skin BYU Sports Network. We are heard on our flagship station, BYU Radio, 107.9 FM, on the BYU Cougars app and at byucougars.com slash live radio. Just go to sports, then go to soccer, then tap radio when you're off and running. We're also heard on ESPN 960 AM and the ESPN 960 app. You can listen to radio broadcasts and highlights on demand via the BYU Women's Soccer Podcast. You have to get that. Also at byuradio.org. Look under shows. And BYU Women's Soccer, lots of ways to listen in. Well, BYU's proven through 17 matches to be one of the country's elite soccer programs. Top 10 stat rankings in every meaningful category and just outside the top 10 in RPI. Not only do the nation's coaches rank BYU as a top four team right now, but the Cougs garnered a first place vote in the most recent Coaches Top 25 poll. A significant statement regarding a program that has been a national aim for two decades now and a perennial league championship winner no matter the conference. Now, Elena, it's all about finishing out by winning out. Of course, uh, should BYU get to 18-0-1, that's two more wins this week, the Cougs would certainly have a justifiable claim on one of the eight available one or two seats to be handed out in five days when the NCAA tournament field is revealed. Yeah, BYU would love to go into the selection show on Monday with an 18-0-1 record. I mean, one of those top two seeds guarantees you home games, and that's something that is super important for every um, every team going into the NCAA tournament. As a selection committee, I think they'd be crazy not to consider this team for a one or two seed. They've proven it all season why they're one of the best all-around teams. They're still one of only two teams undefeated in the nation. Number two team in the country with goals scored. They've only allowed eight goals. They're consistently ranked in the top ten and even top five now the last couple weeks. They have Matt Kerman candidates. This is one of the best teams to come through BYU and one of the best teams in the country. And well, I'm excited to see where they where they land on selection show on Monday. And again, it really does matter uh, that you get six points this week. Nothing else will really do uh, to make sure that you do all you can do 
to give the committee the chance to give you one of those uh, top spots, and we'll see what they do with it. But it's time now for our pre-match player interview. And tonight is a conversation with senior outside back Rachel Lyman, one of the BYU players are most able to appreciate the uh, special nature of this season as she has been around a long time through peaks and valleys, uh, many more highs than lows for a team that now looks to lock down a league title in the WCC's final week starting tonight here at Gonzaga. I mean, there's a lot of upperclassmen on this team, and so that's something that's really special and gives us an advantage kind of over other teams. And, I mean, we've seen kind of everything. Again, like you said, we've been here I mean, I've been around for a long time, and a lot of girls have been around for a long time, and so we just know that going forward, we have to take each game at a time and not overlook anybody because really anything can happen in a game of soccer. I want you to help me do a bit of an exercise. We're going to look back on the season at a few different moments, and I want to get your perspective on them. And the first one comes in a game you actually had to sit out at Mississippi State. Mm -hmm. BYU scores, Mississippi State ties the game on a PK, Mm -hmm. And it's still really early in the season, but how big was Kayla's goal to get you out of there with a win? I think it just shows the amount of grit that this team has. You know, we can, things don't go our way all the time. And so showing that we can come back and we can keep fighting, even if we're not playing our absolute best, shows a lot of grit. Texas A&M at home. (laughs) Texas A&M was awesome. Obviously, we wanted to get that dub because they beat us last year. And so we just wanted to get that revenge and show them that we should have beat them the year before and... We just really came out with lots of energy. Utah Valley in Orem. <laughs> that thing's 0-0 zero, zero late. I, I'm sure a lot of people d- thought that Utah Valley wouldn't even be in the game with you, and there you are, 0-0, zero, zero, and it's getting later. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a nail-biter <laughs> for sure, but, I mean, goals, that shows that goals really can come in any shape or form, and Danica just hitting that long shot into the box. Like, we usually don't score from outside the box either, but she hit that long, long shot, and it went in, and, man, that was definitely a relief. Okay. <laughs> Let's go Santa Clara. You're down 2 nothing in that game. 2-0 uh, approaching halftime, and you hadn't lost a game to that point. All of a sudden, you find yourself down two goals. Yeah, that was a really frustrating game because, I mean, obviously we knew going in that they were going to be a really tough team, and there's a lot on the line when you're playing for a conference championship. But also at the same time, we have a lot of confidence in each other and our teammates. And so having, you know, our whole front line going forward and going at them, I mean, we were really confident that you know, it's okay we're down two goals, but we can really accomplish anything. We have a lot of confidence in each other. Kind of cruising in league a little bit. Then comes San Francisco. They score late to equalize, mm-hmm. and now you're sitting in overtime. And almost to the point where you, you feel like a draw might kind of almost feel like a loss. And take us to San Francisco. I mean, going into that game, we knew that they were going to be a really physical and, you know, tough team. Their field is turf. And, I mean, obviously we're a quicker team, but it still was really hard to play on. And so... And they were playing for a lot, too. Like, they were kind of on the bubble of going into the Mm -hmm. NCAA tournament. And so we knew that they were going to give us their absolute best game. And so when we we went into overtime, we're just like, hey, we got to come out and just give them all the energy we have. And I remember just talking to, you know, a couple different players, and we were like, let's just, you know, give it all that we got. Just leave it all in the field. And it really paid off for us. Eshe coming in, Mm -hmm. even after she hadn't played that whole second half, and getting that clinching goal for us was amazing so and that's how you come into Gonzaga a team that has never beaten BYU but you know coach Watkins has this team playing really well <laughs> he does he's done a lot of good things for this program as he did at BYU and so you know again we can't overlook their team we know that they're athletic they're physical they're technical and so we just have to give them our best because they're going to give us theirs it is one game at a time, and you have to get through Gonzaga first. But within a few days, it's going to be the thing they call senior night. And that's going to be your night, finally. <laughs> it is. It's kind of crazy and surreal that it's here, but yeah. 
what are your feelings about uh, running on the South Field for the final time in the regular season? We know there'll be some postseason, but senior night's pretty special. Senior night is special, and I'm looking forward to it. Honestly, I I feel like I've given my heart and soul into playing for this team, and so giving it one last shot on South Field is really just exciting. Hope is you get two more wins this week and you enter the NCAA tournament as the outright WCC champion. That's the expectation. Knowing it's just around the bend, how stoked are you to get into postseason one final time? We have been preparing for this for a very long time. We talked about it in the summer at all of our conditioning workouts. We were like, hey, you know, we're preparing for the postseason. I think a lot of a lot of the years in the past, we haven't been really preparing for that postseason. Mm-hmm. We've kind of been like, our goal is, you know, West Coast Conference Championships, but no, like, we're here to win, and we're here to go far and deep into the tournament and hopefully win. We really have a lot of confidence going in. Okay, well, we hope it's a great week, and it should be a fun few weeks ahead. Bing, always good talking to you. Good luck tonight against the Zags. Thanks, Greg. That is BYU senior defender Rachel Lyman, Rachel Bingham Lyman, hence the Bing. Cougar pre-match live continues right after this, live from Spokane. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pre-Match Live, getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here's Elena Anderson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back inside Luger Field in Spokane for number four, BYU at Gonzaga. The Cougs 16-0-1 on the season, 6-0-1 in the WCC. The Zags 11-5-1 overall, 4-2-1 in league. Gonzaga's all-time single-season record for wins, by the way, is 12, so they're one win away from that. Gonzaga was more or less a dormant when Chris Watkins left BYU to take over in Spokane, starting with the 2017 season. He's done nothing but win since assuming the head coaching post here at Gonzaga. He's 31-17-6 in his third season with three straight double-digit win seasons. I spoke with Chris a short time ago about his team's chance to not only play spoiler, but stay in the league title chase with a win here tonight against his old team. Yeah, I mean, we're in November now, and we've put ourselves in a good position as a program, and so we're excited about that. Still a lot to play, and we don't control our own destiny, but but we're excited to even talk about that in November. And you're also talking about the fact that one more win uh, is a Gonzaga school record for wins in a single season, and that has to make you proud. Yeah, at the beginning of the season, we, we played a tougher schedule with Baylor and Texas and Nebraska on our schedule, Washington State, that we were we were nervous, really nervous, um, about how the season would play out. And so to be able to to have a chance to do that this season is exciting for us, but um, anyway, 12 wins isn't something necessarily to throw a party for either. Uh, 12 seniors uh, being honored tonight. Uh, how much is that number a part of the success you've had as a team this year? You know, our senior class is really important. As a matter of fact, I talked to another coach a few days ago, and he was so excited to get rid of his seniors so he could bring in these kids. And it's a common thing in coaching, right? The kids are a little burned out or whatever. And 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 we have some seniors who haven't played a whole lot, for sure. we got a couple that are injured and haven't played at all. But for the most part, the senior class kind of welcomed us as a new staff in and, and really worked hard. I mean, uh, the forward line is uh, well, two of the starting forwards are, are seniors, and and were virtually unknown when we got here. One of them was a walk-on, and we've come a long ways and kind of grown up together here. And so it's it's actually really, I'm worried about that because our girls are really um, emotional right now in the locker room, and we got to move past that pretty quick. Right. And and BYU will help you focus, though, right? I mean, there's no, no better challenge in this league right now than, than the Cougars. Yeah, I mean, it's not even close. Um, I, I don't know that there's, the gap between BYU and Santa Clara, in my mind, is, is pretty significant. The gap between BYU, Santa Clara, and Pepperdine, and then us, is another very significant gap. And so, uh, yeah, BYU has, has a lot of weapons, and I'm really impressed with what they're doing right now. 
But more importantly for us, we've got to find a way to, to, to get some points out of this game. Okay. What's been the uh, maybe the, the key constant with your team from start to finish that you've really been able to kind of rely on and roll out there every night? Yeah, you know, I don't have to worry about the kind of effort that our that our players give, especially defensively. Um, I don't have to worry about us in transition. We do a good job of being able to gather space. We, we're not the best finishing team in the country, but we create pretty well for ourselves. BYU is obviously a big challenge. They return. I mean, the back line has so many seniors and so many great players, but we generally can create offense. We generally can defend hard 1v1. Defending as a group is a little bit more of a challenge for us. Goal, your goal total is in the high 30s right now, though. I mean, yeah, we know we can score goals. There was a while we were in the top, whatever, in, in you know, in the country, and and so we feel good about what we can do. We're just not as as our opponents get better, it becomes harder. We don't have the speed that BYU has, and so for us to to be able to get forward, we have to be a little more creative. This is the second time you welcome your old school uh, here to Spokane. First one here was a wild one. Yeah, I try not to think about that game very often, but thanks for the reminder. Oh, uh, six three. Six to three, crazy game. A lot of people here actually really remember that game because yeah. it was a wild, yes. wild game. For a six to three game to be that wild is, is somewhat unique. So, um, I, you know, I remember it well. I remember last year's game. We played a little bit better last year, and hopefully this year we can show some progress again. Okay, enough of these BYU girls you still know. Uh, who would you say you're you're still closest to, and I think most fondly of on the current roster? Oh, gosh. You know, recruited all of them except for the Vaca. They were practicing yesterday, except for the Vaca, if that's how you pronounce mm-hmm. it. I didn't know them, um, but otherwise everybody else was there and, and our kids that I recruited. And, and not that I knew them very well because you recruit so early, so I don't really know them that well. But obviously the seniors and know, know really well and was really excited to see them yesterday. BYU has two Herman Trophy nominees on this current group with, with Elise and Michaela, uh, worthy of the recognition. I, I'm sure you believe that. Uh, Elise is amazing. I would say this uh, more easily after the game than I would right now, but the fact that she puts so many shots, not only on frame, but in the back of the net, her shot percentage, I've been doing this a long time, and I'm kind of a stats geek. I've never seen, I think it's .26 is her, is her shots to goals Super ratio. Mm-hmm. I've never seen one I've never seen one in the two, .2s before, mm. and so .26 is well above that. With a forward who's taken enough shots. I mean, every once in a while you see somebody who's got two shots and one goal but it's an exceptional number and then and then Michaela might be better <laughs> just a different position and so uh, those are tough deals for us I mean we we that's a different stratosphere probably than we're in right now and finally on the personal note uh, I know you had some time to visit with Jen and her players uh, at a time that wasn't right before the game so it was a little more easy to maybe just kind of uh, commiserate and and catch up yeah yeah we had went out to the end of the practice yesterday and it was nice because you know, Jen and I know each other really well I was I was my wife was at the dinner too. We ate dinner together, and and I thought I probably besides my wife, I've eaten dinner with Jen and Carolyn more than anyone else in the world, more right. than my own parents probably. Yeah. Well, and with 22 yeah. years of of meals and eight hours a day sitting in the office in the good times and the bad, and so uh, obviously lots of fond fond memories, and uh, it's emotional. I, I I wish, frankly, I, I I don't prefer this game. It's just it's just more than I prefer in a game. But uh, at the same time, if we're going to do it, we want to win. Well, on a personal note, I'm always happy to see you. Uh, and so uh, we'll do it again next year. Thanks again, Chris. Uh, thanks, Greg. All right, that is Gonzaga head coach Chris Watkins. Always good to visit with him. Time now for tonight's Wilner and O'Reilly's Laws of the Game feature, brought to you by Wilner and O'Reilly, immigration solutions in Utah and abroad at wilneroreilly.com. Here's tonight's rules question. May the goalkeeper receive a kicked ball outside the penalty area from his or her teammate, dribble back into the penalty box, and then pick up the ball with his or her hands? The answer, 
coming up next, as well as tonight's starting lineups and the opening kick as Cougar Pre-Match Live continues from Luger Field in Spokane on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pre-Match Live, getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here's Elena Anderson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. And live from Spokane, Washington, let us pause for 10 seconds to identify stations on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Back at Luger Field on the Gonzaga campus in Spokane, Washington for BYU at Gonzaga. Starting lineups straight ahead. First up, the answer in tonight's soccer rules question in Wilner and O'Reilly's Laws of the Game segment. Here's tonight's rules question. May the goalkeeper receive a kicked ball outside the penalty area from his or her teammate, then dribble back into the penalty box and pick up the box with uh, pick up the ball with his or her hands. And the ruling is no. The referee shall award the opposing team an indirect free kick at the point of infraction. That is laws of the game. Brought to you by Wilner and O'Reilly. And this is BYU Women's Soccer on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. <laughs> 